0: call out to my mom who listens every week she's she's one of them
1: welcome to the yak sports podcast with joe deck and leland McCrae. hello ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of the yak sports podcast i'm joe deck leland McCrae with me as usual and leland let's go ahead and get things started here with our topics on the busy week that we've had <laughs>
0: the the breaking news that we had last week
1: yeah um <laughs> riverheads coach wheeler resigning already um you know there's some family personal issues in there and obviously we're hoping the best in that situation um but this is for sure yep. on to the sports side this is kind of a big blow to riverheads because now it's a question of who comes in they're coming in on short notice you know it is can they convince Someone like Castro to come back? can they invent convince one of these other assistants that resigned to come back? That's the question. Um, one of those probably lessens the blow of the shortness uh, in like the short notice, but another outside hire would probably be a pretty, pretty big blow at this point.
0: I mean 25 years of consistency and consistency at a high level. you know, after the first couple of years, it's run at a very high level consistent consistently for 20 plus years. And to have this much upheaval in five months is just crazy. And even at any high school in the area, if you were having a new head coach sign on and then resign before ever coaching a game, before ever really working an off-season, you know, a preseason, you know, maybe they had some off-season meetings, but they hadn't, you know, been on a football field together. So it is, it's a big, it's crazy. It's just crazy. And we, it didn't matter what high school this happened at, We'd say this is really hard to deal with, much less a place that's had this much consistency. So that's what's crazy about it. Um, Yeah, if you get Casto to come back, which has been all the talk ever since the moment this news hit, has been questions flying at me and at anybody I know, hey, is Casto coming back? And, you know, maybe there's news going to come out for that. Maybe there's not. You know, Coach Norcross resigned earlier in the week. Even if, if they got him to come back and coach a couple years as the head coach, I think they could be uh, very good at that. But it's hard for me to imagine Coach Casto coming back without Coach Norcross, without Coach Hemp, without some of these other guys. So I think a lot has to get set into place for Casto to just come back. So if it's not going to be him, I really don't have an answer for who it's going to be. Do you go after, you know, Coach Wasick or something like that, that coached in the JV team and try to convince him a couple years? Because that's what everybody's talking. Can Castro come back a couple years? And I and I like the idea of that. That way you have a little bit of time to kind of reset the clock and then plan appropriately ahead of time. And I think, you know, maybe, maybe that was an impact here that um the transition didn't seem to be going well. Now Uh, uh, ruling out what was said on why he's uh, Wheeler was stepping down. Uh, That's, I don't, I don't want to speculate on anything with that because it's family health. I wish the best, nothing but it. But before that, that news came out, there was not the best signs that everything was just going smoothly when two assistants were trying to stay on and then had decided kind of late in the game to, to not. So maybe if, Casto or Norcross or somebody from the old guard, uh, including like a Wasit could come back for maybe more than just a year and kind of reset the deck, and then you can maybe transition to the next step maybe a little easier, or maybe a plan can be in place for that to happen uh, smoothly. So uh, that's all the talk around Riverheads. I mean, you, you go up to the baseball game Thursday afternoon, and that is the only thing anybody's talking about. While there's a great baseball game happening where Riverheads beats the Page County team that's won 40 in a row, everybody's still talking about football because that's what Riverheads is known for, the success in football. A lot of the football players are on that baseball team. It's just the talk of the stand. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I would like an answer sooner than later. As a biased Riverheads fan coming from, the, from that, we all call me a homer all football season long. I would like to see an answer sooner than later. I'd like to not be waiting around into June on who the football coach is going to be going into the summer. I'd like an answer soon. And that's why I think the school's really got to do whatever they can to try to talk Coach Castro to come in, even if it's one year but or two or three. It seems like everybody's rumoring he's coming back for three years. That's the big rumor all around. I don't know any inside source there, but that's the phone calls I'm getting from people around the Riverheads community is – is is castro come back three years that's what i hear that's what i hear so if he is i think that's great for riverheads they can pick up where they left off i mean really at this point they haven't lost momentum from last season they've been in the weight room those kids have been in the weight room no one you know that's normal they don't have spring practice like a college program they don't have all this off season on field coaching that happens like it happens at other schools they they let the kids play other sports. They, you know, those kids are on the track team, on the baseball team, on the soccer team. You know, that's happening. So, if Coach Casto or anybody from the old guard can come back, they can really pick up where they left off, and the expectations can stay high.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say the reason that was given is the reason. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, going to yeah. trust that. So, oh,
0: I'm not, I'm not going to press on that. I was just saying before that happened there was not the best signs.
1: I I think the fact that there were not the best signs could be potential trouble. If Castro or one of these other assistants comes back, that's you know kind of the same system and wants to keep the same system, but it's not long-term, that's going to be an issue in the future.
0: Yeah. If it's only one year, like, is the same
1: uneasiness happened? No no matter how long it is, when that person is, if it's not long-term, if we're not talking four or five years, it's going to be an issue when you go for that next coach.
0: I think that's a relevant point. I think that's one thing that can't be decided right now. We we first we got to know who the next coach is before you can decide what's going to happen down the line. And if is it Casto? Is it actually Casto? Is it Norcarl? You know, you got to kind of look at that. Once that gets set in, and if there's a time stipulation related to it, then I think you start telling the future. Is one of the you know is there another coach on staff that in three years could be ready to kind of keep that the same ship uh, going down the same river? You know, that would be what's interesting to me
1: better hope because again
0: it, it,
1: i i agree uh, there were there were rumblings that things were not going well in the transition before so i'm just saying it's going to be hard to get somebody else that's not already involved in the program
0: to take yeah. over that
1: thing long term if when yeah. what they hear is people are complaining and you know well it's not you know
0: they're going to be there and then they're not yeah
1: yeah so and, well and then just Nobody wants to come in and have the waters more turbulent than they need to be. It's yep. already a turbulent situation. You're replacing a legendary coach at that school. You need support. You don't need people button heads with you. So
0: I, I how many – and it's hard to look at high school because we just – you don't know every story in high school. But, like, look at, like, some college programs. Like, a lot of college programs that try to replace a legend that built a program and won national championships at a college level – a lot of those transitions don't go just perfectly smoothly. So it's not crazy to see this happen. It's not really probably a shocker that it wasn't going as smooth. And I think we said as much last week. Um, It'd be nice if it does kind of get reset, if there can be the looking ahead that was kind of required to give yourself a chance at going smoother. I agree. If any news comes on that, we will try to – you know forward along whatever news we have from our twitter page so here's a good reminder follow our twitter page because you can you can catch on oh, some news. Here the and breaking
1: there. news we yeah we
0: had the breaking news uh the the exports twitter page had the had the breaking news there so uh i don't i don't promise breaking news on every story by any means from our twitter page but follow us because if there is breaking news we'll be retweeting whoever does break it and uh so just um, now is a good good time to go ahead and hit that follow button so you don't miss anything.
1: Moving on to soccer, uh, it's the sport of the future here in the United States. So get on board now. Lehigh boys undefeated; they outscored opponents one thirty-seven to three this year. Stewart's Draft girls also undefeated; they outscored opponents eighty-two to three this year. Uh, both of these teams, I think, have a lot to look forward to. I think if you're Stewart's Draft girls. Um, You've given up three goals here in the last two weeks. Uh, before that, you were pitching shutouts. Uh, maybe a sign of improvement you want to see once you get in the playoffs, shoring that up, getting back to clean sheets. Getting back to domination, not, yeah. not giving up goals. Um, for Lehigh boys, uh, we talked about this last week, Leland. It's really about George Mason. It, that's your test. That's yeah. when you see well, what both, you have.
0: Both teams are looking at George Mason ahead of them. They really are. Mm-hmm. If you're coming yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, that's and- true. If you're coming out of 2B region 2B, you're looking at the George Mason uh, teams, on girls or guys. The Lee team kind of seems to be hitting their stride to a point, you know, where they were beating teams. Uh, you know, there was only three nothing against Wilson, but you know, other games six nothing, seven nothing. This last week, I mean, they were pouring it on, twelve nothing in the first half against Page County, which Page County's not strong, but still, they it, it's like they kind of cranked up. Like here we go into the playoffs, let's. Let's, you know, stop holding back a little bit. I think they had really been – you know, I was hearing about their rotations of whoever scored a goal had to go back and be on defense to just, like, calm the dogs down a little bit. So, I think, you know, going to the playoffs here, they're kind of keeping the pressure on, and and they're going to need a high level of play. So, um, I think you need to do that. And, you know, if if you have to sacrifice a Page County Panther in the process, fine – it's going to be good if they can be rolling going into the playoffs. The storage strap girls. Yeah. They gave up two goals to LeRae in the finale. Um, I'm, I'm not really worried. I don't, I don't take that as some huge bad sign. I think they've been rolling throughout the year. I think both teams are going to be, you're going to have some, you know, where you're not playing your hardest when you're beating the heck out of a team. So maybe that was a little bit of a wake up call. It, it was still four two. they were still in control of that game, but maybe the coach can use it in a good way. Um, I'm not worried about either of these teams until the region until the end of the region
1: Yeah and I I hear what you're saying. I I think both of our teams in this area have a very good chance. I would be surprised if we weren't talking about state playoffs at this point because two teams from each region go. Yeah. Um now I guess that depends on what the region seeds look like, you know. I I guess, you know, it's if for some reason
0: We get region A the, though. But we, yeah, yeah, I mean we we region get, A no, Let's I'm the, saying if
1: for some reason we wouldn't be one of the top two seeds in the region and you would have to play George Mason before the final, but I don't think that's going to be the case. No,
0: they're undefeated. There's, there's, I, I don't see how that's possible, that they're undefeated.
1: I, I would agree with you. So I, I think at that point, you're talking about getting to the region championship and then you yep. just hope you don't get a bad draw on region A.
0: Lehigh beat George Mason in the region championship last year. So as much as we talk about how great George Mason is and how how much they've earned that respect, they're beatable. They they can be beat. Yeah. All right. Let's move over to baseball. Riverheads, like I already ran past. Riverheads got the big win against Page County at the end of last week. They beat Page two to one in the regular season uh, finale for those uh, for at least Riverheads. There, um, Elijah Dunlap, complete game, two hitter, really good pitching performance. We talked uh, to Coach Painter last week. He mentioned Dunlap and uh, you know what was ahead of them for that game. Uh, But now they go into the district tournament, probably looking at another rematch with Page County again at some point, probably going up to Page to play them. But then everybody will go into their own regions. But this is a good warm-up week for Riverheads, who can do anything they want in this district tournament and then move uh, and be the top seed in the region. But they want to keep their winning ways. They've won a bunch straight. I I, I think they've won 10 or 12 straight. They want to keep that going into the region playoffs.
1: Yeah, and this is this has got to give them a lot of confidence going into that region playoffs, beating a team that has put this, put together this win streak in page gives you a lot of confidence. Cause I got news for you and this, you know, no disrespect to the teams in one B nobody in that region is as good as page County. So they're going to walk through that region. No problem. And for riverheads, it's about getting to the States and then seeing what happens there.
0: Yeah. And they've, and they've won States before. And I mean, there was a year, I, I forget what year it is. I should, I should know this, but, uh, where both Page County and Riverheads won in states. So, it could happen again. I think both those teams have proven how strong they are. We could be looking at the same thing again. Hopefully, our local team here, Riverheads, uh, can do their end of it.
1: That would be good. Yeah, I I agree, and I think that's what we're looking for, is to have as many state champions as possible. Um, For the Shandua District, I think you're right, though. I think for 2B, it's probably going to be... If it's a Shandua District team, it's Page. But... Moving on to tennis, uh, or excuse me, um, NCAA softball. Uh, JMU, a little upset they didn't get a regional, um, but they're going to Ann Arbor. Um, again, I think I, I got news for people from JMU. You want to be FCS in football? That's cool. It hurts your other sports because the CAA is not respected in any sport.
0: Yeah, you, you got to go and we'll undefeated. Get, I know that
1: you have a topic on here that's just hilarious for me, but we'll get to that later.
0: Uh, you got to go undefeated. You got to, um, you know, not drop any CAA games and you have to have a good out of conference schedule. And, and I get, you're going to play your local lawn woods and other teams that are in the region during the week. And that's your, a lot of your non-district, but you're going to have to have a really strong non-district schedule, non-conference schedule. And Jamie, you had some good teams. They lost to a couple of them. Uh, they they lost to a good tech team. Yeah. And, and, And we'll say where they're going here in a second. Um, but you just got to be that little more cut above than what you were this year to host. They, the two years that they got to, they got to host, they got to host the Super Regional. It was awesome. They just didn't have that record this year. So you're going to have to go on the road and prove them wrong. And they have an opportunity to. That's a winnable little region there. Michigan yes, no is no world beater. No. Uh, they faced DePaul first and St. Francis is the other team. That is a winnable region. Then you're, you're going to stay on the road after that. So go on the road and win and prove them all wrong. That's what you do when you're not a power five conference team.
1: And technically they're in an easier region to win than Virginia tech and Virginia tech. The reason they're not hosting a regional is they choked. They, they were the one seed going into the ACC tournament and they lost to NC state in the first round. And you just can't do that. So when that happened, that knocked them out. Uh, And then they, they lost their chance to host a region. So yeah, Virginia Tech they would be hosting a region
0: if they even made it to the ACC championship, championship. Yeah. In, in softball there. I
1: agree. But they they blew it. Uh, and yep. so now they're going to Kentucky. Uh, still, again, another very easable, uh, very winnable it's region winnable. for it's our winnable. teams. Um, I would expect, you know, I'm going to put a little bias in here, but I'm going to take Virginia Tech to come out of that region. Uh, despite losing to NC State, I think they write the ship here in yeah. Lexington and win that region. I think JMU wins the Ann Arbor region because I think they're going to use this as motivation. Uh, Longwood is the other team from Virginia that made it into the regionals. They're I'm going, glad you did
0: better research than I did. <laughs> they're going to Knoxville,
1: uh, to Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, the other team that was in the ACC championship, and Ohio State. Uh, North Carolina and Florida State played each other in the ACC Championship. Excuse me. Uh, North Carolina and Ohio State in that region with Longwood. I will not Ooh. pick the Lancers. Um, I would like to, but I'm going to be realistic with them and say that they will not make it out of the region. You Do know they what, pick though? Win. They will win a game. It's double Ooh, elimination. Nice. Yeah. It's double elimination. They will win a game.
0: But if they I win a game, they'll lose to Tennessee.
1: They'll lose to Tennessee. They'll beat Ohio State. And then they'll lose to North Carolina.
0: Okay. No Tennessee again.
1: Tennessee again. I'm going to take North Carolina coming out of that region.
0: If they get a win, that's that's, a big win for Longwood. That's big. That's a big win for Longwood because that's low uh, major. That's not mid major. So Mm -hmm. NCAA basketball talk. uh, Virginia Tech had some good recruiting news, and I'm waiting for you to poo -poo on this. They signed a four-star point guard, Jalen Cohn, out of North Carolina. He reclassified. He's coming next year. It's a good sign. I'm not saying it writes everything in the right, but it's a good sign. He's able to go recruit. That's what everybody was worried about. Is this coach from Wofford going to be able to recruit? This is a big boy. This is big boy talent. He was going to all those elite camps and all that. He's he's a good get. So it's a good sign. You, you pair him with Nolly coming back. You know, that starts a little momentum. It's It doesn't mean next year they're going to the Sweet 16. It just means, hey – that we can talk some other guys into coming in and playing with us and we're going to start building in the right directions and hopefully get back to where we were and then see what we can do.
1: Yeah, um and you know some of the rumors are that you know the assistant coaches are doing a lot of the recruiting. I don't care Good. who's doing the recruiting as long as right the kids on. are coming. I yeah. that to me like people that get nervous about that are delusional in my opinion. I don't care
0: about that. What do you all think Bud Foster is? Bud Foster's a heck of a recruiter cuz he Has good defenses generally. I know we're down on him. You're down on him right now. But, you know, he's generally put out good defenses, good defensive talent to the NFL. He recruits like crazy. He pulls in a lot of these top guys. Put that in basketball. I don't care who our assistants are. That's what your assistant coaches are supposed to do in basketball is recruit. That's what they're there to do. They're in clap on the bench. Go get those recruits.
1: If it wasn't Mother's Day, our intro would have been one of the they're dead to me. (laughs) uh intros and someone who was dead to me but uh we may have a walker on our hands and he may be coming back to life leland one of the other rumors is Kerry blackshear is thinking about sticking around um one of these one of these other flips had number 24 which is blackshear's number um had his number on in his transfer thing and virginia tech uh this week said you need to take that picture down Um, and Blackshear still hasn't committed anywhere. And this is a long time to be on the fence. And there are rumblings that maybe his trip to Kentucky, he was not as impressed as people were thinking he was going to be. And he lost in the
0: shuffle there real easy.
1: Might. Might be coming back. I'm not saying it's definite. I'm not. No one is saying that. But there is now a rumor that he might be coming back. And if he He's does, par- if if you get Blackshear back, you've got this four star recruit point guard. Tournament time, Nolly. I think then you are talking realistic tournament expectations. Yeah,
0: maybe not Sweet 16 and second not weekend. Not Sweet 16. Tournament. But tournament, tournament, and uh, that would be good. I had not heard that rumor as much. Hey, you go to Kentucky, you get lost in the shuffle a lot with a lot of big names, and uh, you come back to Virginia Tech. Your preseason all ACC.
1: You are the man at Virginia Tech. Oh, and you're you the man are, on our team. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You are, lost, as you said,
1: lost in the shuffle if you go to Kentucky. It's just yeah. they recruit five All Americans every year. So uh, I really don't understand doing that.
0: Yeah. I don't get it either. Other basketball news, and this broke uh, early this week here. Um, it is Michigan looking for a new head coach in basketball because John Bayline gone to the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: That's a money chase for me. That's not a smart career move. I don't think he's going to last in the NBA. I don't think John Beeline is going to be a coach that translates to the NBA. I think the NBA is about managing egos. I don't think he
0: can do that. I was shocked. I just never and thought why would you was to an NBA guy. Why would you go to Cleveland? And what a career path. I mean, he was like a coach at Richmond. West Virginia and now Michigan. I just I, I mean you'd ask me what he does. He's a lifer. He's a he's going to be at Michigan until they tell him to get out and then he'll still catch on somewhere. I mean he he's going to go coach at Ohio after that. That's what I would have thought. You know, something like that where he stays and relevant, but he's a college guy. It just seems like that. So, um Hey, he must. It, it's his decision, so he must want to do it. He's uh, going to get paid for get the next the five years, no matter how it turns out. So yeah, he gets money for five years. That's definitely the truth. So and good, good for him. him. I wish we had that kind of option. Uh, but, but yeah, <laughs> Michigan looking for a new coach, and so uh, kind of surprising news out of there. Um, and I wonder who they pluck away from somewhere to come back to Michigan. They'll probably be looking for a Michigan man, and that will be the doom of that basketball team. Yeah, <laughs> that
1: would be not a good thing. Jawan
0: Howard is, is I in would the coaching re- ranks. I <laughs> would recruit
1: a actual basketball coach right, as opposed to wherever they went to school. I don't think that should ever matter.
0: Chris Weber coming out of the booth and going back, <laughs> calling timeouts uh, when he's
1: supposed to. I, or? Yeah, I don't think that should ever be a deciding <laughs> factor. Michigan is one of those schools. Apparently, JMU's basketball program is another one of those schools. Which, if there is a program to never hire a Madison man, it is JMU.
0: <laughs> Madison man. All right, stay in with basketball. Jump into the NBA. I know you don't watch much NBA, but that moment last night was something else. The game winner up in Toronto, Kawhi Leonard gets the ball with about four seconds left. He uses all of those seconds to get a shot off. And it hits the rim four times before going down. I just, it's it's one of those shots. And I think last week we talked about you have that big moment. Maybe it was two weeks ago. We have that big moment. Well, then you got to win after that to make that moment legendary. This is one of those shots, just the way it went down, the way it fell to win the series, even if they don't make it out of the East, that shot's going to live for a little bit here. You're going to see that on highlight reels just from the from the visual of that ball hitting the rim so many times and then dropping. It was a big moment to win the series. It was really cool to watch.
1: Yeah, I don't like the Raptors and I don't like the 76ers, so my enjoyment of that was only going to hit so high. It was a very impressive shot. Um, it was cool to see the people excited. Um, but that's about where my enjoyment of that clip ends. I don't have a problem with Kawhi Leonard. I just have a problem with the Toronto Raptors. I'm not a big Drake fan. I don't like the Raptors <laughs> and I don't like the Celt- uh, the, uh, Sixers. So they
0: were, they were crying. Um, you put I Celtics.
1: Was... They're not playing the Celtics. I don't know why you think they're playing oh, the Celtics. Uh, they're playing yeah, the Milwaukee it, Bucks who will Bucks, absolutely, who yeah. will absolutely sacrifice them to Jerry West logo um and it's going to be the bucks I'm going to say the bucks in five a gentleman's sweep of the Toronto Raptors um and the other cool thing about the NBA this year is that the Curry brothers will be playing each other that's kind of cool
0: that is um, cool that is a and very I like cool like Portland thing.
1: okay I don't I don't dislike Portland um they're not going to beat I'm Golden State but
0: kind of rooting for them to win a couple games uh look as good as you can kind of in the process. Yeah, the Warriors are going to win the series, but if they can force it to six, that's that's good on them, and that's them heading in the right direction. That's a group that's been there for a little bit, and that would be kind of them putting it together. That's, you know, pushing the Warriors to six would be, would be good for them, even, I mean, especially seven. But, yeah, the Warriors are going to come out. They're just too good, too much talent. Jumping back, talking about that other game, I just was magical on the remote control last night. Kids got to bed, everything calmed down. I hit uh, ESPNU, I think, and saw – turned their moments before they announced JMU softball uh, on where they were headed. And then we were there for a couple minutes kind of catching up on what was going on, and then I turned it over to the – oh, yeah, the NBA game's playing. I turned it over there. I turned it over there. There's four seconds on the clock, and we saw that exact play. So I was uh, striking, striking well last night on the remote between uh, everything we were changing it to. Watching those moments live – is really cool. I remember I've, I've done that a couple times where I've caught the last minutes, couples couple minutes of a game or something. Wasn't that Saturday
1: um, night? Not last night.
0: No, it was last night. Um, but uh, back in the day, Kobe Bryant hit, there was like back to back game winners. Like you thought it was a game winner for the Spurs. And then Kobe hits a game winner right behind it uh, in the playoffs. Like I've done that a couple times. That one really sticks out to me. Uh, that one last night will really stick out to me too for the, uh, for the Raptors.
1: It's cool. They're going to get killed by the Milwaukee Bucks, so enjoy it.
0: Probably so. I do. The Bucks are very, very good, and and they're the one seed. So anybody out there trying to say, "Oh yeah, I like the Bucks," I'm I'm big on the Bucks. Oh, yeah, no, the I'm Bucks, not on the any shaky seed.
1: branches here. Yeah, no, I want a very sturdy branch, and I feel sturdy about it. I mean,
0: John, no, I'm is... calling somebody out specifically that listens, and that's fine. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, I think I know <laughs> the who you're West. About.
0: The West starts Tuesday. The East starts Wednesday. These games will be around Game Four next week when we talk again. I expect, I expect the Warriors in handling that series pretty well. But really, both of them, really both of them, because the Warriors will be at home first. The Blazers have to hope they can use their home court and get a game or two there. But yeah, it, it, I think by next week we won't be uh, talking much NBA because it'll it'll look pretty predictable.
1: It's going to be the NBA Finals by next. Well, no, because they spread out the games too much. But I think both are five game series.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll be right behind that. We'll be late to that party because we'll be. We'll be talking right around Game Four next we'll week. We'll go ahead and preview the NBA Finals. <laughs> print, the, print the T-shirt. Uh, Major League Baseball. Um, the, the Pirates. They're seven and three in the last ten. They just are on a roller coaster. They go seven and three one week, three and seven the next week, if not worse. And now they're back to seven and three. Um, did well against. They've won the last three series they played. Took three of four from the Cardinals. Um, they're tied in a wild card position. Um, I, I'm hopeful that they can kind of stay in this area, you know, unlike football, being just outside the playoffs doesn't kill you in baseball, that kind of means you're building in football, you either want to be great or terrible. So you get those good draft picks baseball, it all evens out. So I like where Pittsburgh is. And maybe they'll surprise me. But I think once you get into July and August, they're going to wear down, they're going to go away. And the teams like the Cubs. And uh, those and the, who have already overtaken the division, there they're just going to be left standing. But I'm I'm happy to see them winning now. It's it's fun to watch. They're on a West Coast swing this week.
1: Yeah. So and here's the other thing uh, with baseball. And I know you put it down here, and you're exactly right. Uh, the Boston Red Sox have kind of gotten really good recently. Um, they've
0: eight and two, the hottest team in baseball.
1: Yeah, they're they're playing pretty well, um, which is upsetting. For a lot of reasons. Yeah, well,
0: I have lots of clips. I'm going to go back and get and use against you here,
1: and that's fine. Um, <laughs> I I still don't know if they make the playoffs, just because you're never as good as you are at your hottest, and you're never as bad as you are at your worst. They were pretty bad for a prolonged period of time. I will say this in their in their advantage though, the Tampa Bay Rays lost a very very good starting pitcher this week to an injury. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays what what they're saying and what they're saying the timetable is like what they're saying, the injury is and what they're saying. The timetable is don't exactly mesh. Um, they're talking about an injury that is typically four to six ish weeks. And, or they're saying four to six, six tops. What they're talking about is an injury that could be going months, plural. It's, it's not good. Um, and I would be worried. Uh, I, I don't think this is a good thing for the Tampa Bay Rays when you lose. And it's the best starting pitcher they have. I mean, uh, let's be real here. Um, and for them, that's going to be an issue. You cannot survive the the way they are structured and doing as little as they do with their roster, uh, with Glasnow being out. Um, but they they like to do the opener thing. And that's cool when you have three starters that you can rely on. Now you have two that you can rely on and you're hoping to find a third. Um, Charlie Morton, the salt man, um, he's great. But I I worry that Blake Snell, despite being good, who do you go to after Blake Snell? Um, I don't know. So it worries me for the Rays because I like the Rays and I want them to win the division out of the three that actually have a chance. But
0: yeah. See the Rays are your like your your pick of the year kind of thing. You know you're picking them to do well, and the Twins are mine. And so yeah, I get that the Rays are looking good. That's really going to hurt them that injury.
1: Yeah, well they're already 500 in their last 10.
0: I mean yeah, yeah there you go.
1: The Yankees are within half a game. Uh, Boston's now within three of the division. They're tied for the wild card. Uh, we'll see. Cleveland has got to start turning it on. Uh, that's a team that is still not put it together yet. And I, I can't. Quite that was your it argument
0: out. against me when I talked about the Twins, and they, they keep not putting it on. I'm not saying they're not capable, but they've been battling the injuries too. Uh,
1: but uh, I will say this the team that looks like the clear and above best team in the American League is the Houston Astros, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. And I, I think we'll see them representing the American League now. Um, just because of how good they look. I, I think they look really impressive. And
0: they have the pitching. They have the pitching, and that, and that is always the big thing. The D.C. team's not doing too well. We, we know what the Orioles are. We've talked about them a lot. The Nats, they play the Mets and the Cubs this week. If, if you don't have a good week this week, you're just going to be sitting behind those kind of teams the rest of the year. So you gotta you got to put it together now. There's no more waiting. you got to start turning the right direction. I don't think they do that.
1: I don't think they do either. I think the Nats are the Orioles of last year. um, Just slightly better in the wins and losses department. They're a team that went out and spent trying to keep the window open a little bit longer, and the window is apparently slammed shut on them. Uh, This is a team that is closer to last place in the division than first place in the division, and that's not good.
0: Um, And they have a Braves team in that division that we all think is going to be better than they've shown so far and mm -hmm. that they are still going to have to deal with. Yeah.
1: and. For me, their problems have been uh, more years than not offense and bullpen related. And those are still the problems. They've got a pretty good rotation uh, for the most part. But I mean, even the rotation is not clicking all the way. This is just a team that is aging and they're not very good. And they have a manager that belongs not in baseball. Um, I don't know how he survived last year. Uh, He's not going to survive this year. I don't know if he's going to survive the week. If he is still the manager by the trade deadline, the Washington Nationals have done something terribly wrong. Um, This guy is not a good manager. He can't control the clubhouse. He can't manage a bullpen. He can't perform a lineup and make a structurally sound roster. Uh, This team is not 16 and 24 bad. You look at this roster, this team should be better than this. And I think he is a huge problem. Uh, The Phillies, uh, I, I do also want to say this, the Phillies are doing well, but man, Bryce Harper's not, and the Philly fans are letting him hear it. Um, Bryce Harper better be glad that his teammates are bailing him out, because otherwise he would really be hearing it. Uh, and I just think it's hilarious that uh, Philly fans are, you know, oh man, Bryce Harper's not living up to this contract. Oh, wow, that's kind of surprising. It's almost like you guys never yeah. looked at uh, his batting average ever.
0: Wait till... Even sooner, but wait till eight years from now when you're still paying. Oh him. yeah,
1: wait. He's only hitting 229. Wow, surprise. Yeah,
0: it's it. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Uh, the golf this week, PGA tournament. So another major. Uh, Tiger coming off the Masters victory. He's going to be the talk of the tournament going into this. Ratings for Thursday and Friday are going to be good. If Tiger's anywhere, if they can show him on that top leaderboard going to the weekend, weekend ratings will be great too. I'm looking forward. I enjoy watching golf. PGA tournament is usually not one that I get that excited about, but with it moved up, it's usually in August with it, with it sitting in the middle of May. Now I'm pretty interested in what's going to happen this week. So I'll be, I'll be tuning in, following along. Uh, but that's this weekend. It's it's a tiger watch. That's what the sport is. That's where the money, the money's made. I, we can talk about Dustin Johnson or any of these other guys that I think are good at playing golf, um, Fowler and, uh, McElroy and all the rest of them. It's tiger watch. That's what the sport is.
1: Yeah. I do not care. Um, you just shake playoffs. your head and
0: dismissive that we even talk about this. Do you know how long you talked about Liverpool last week?
1: Yeah. More people watch soccer <laughs> than watch golf. So I don't know what to tell you. Um,
0: in the world. Yes.
1: I think even in the
0: country, I don't think in Augusta County,
1: I don't care. Um,
0: <laughs> our sport podcast, is called your augusta county sports okay
1: (laughs) we've only got 20 listeners i'm trying to grow our audience um going on to hockey speaking of growing our audience
0: so much international listeners just just so you know
1: (laughs) trying to grow our audience here uh going on to hockey the bruins are up (laughs) 2-0 on carolina the other popular sport here in america um The Bruins up 2-0 on Carolina. They've looked pretty good. I want to see how Carolina does in Game 3 and Game 4 before I write them off, but it doesn't look good right now for the Hurricanes. And uh, the Sharks lead uh, 1-0 here in Game 2. As of recording, they just ended the first period. They're down 1-0 to St. Louis. I think that's going to be a great series. I would watch that series. I wouldn't watch the Boston series because I don't like teams from Boston, and I think they're going to win.
0: I got nothing to say about hockey. NASCAR racing, I'm not going to have much to say either. They raced at uh, Kansas last week. It's a boring race. Keselowski won, so it wasn't a Bush brother. That was good. Um, Bubba was 29th. He started 7th. He qualified really well and just went to the back. Not very good for Bubba. Menard, somewhat of a similar story. I'd say Menard's had a better season, so it's not as concerning. Uh, Finished 24th after starting 10th um so there you go there he had an
1: issue at the end of the first segment i was actually watching this there you uh, go at the end of the first segment and his car he was running up in the top five actually and i was like wow this is really good he's doing a lot better than i thought he was going to and then somewhere at the end of the first segment you just saw his car literally look like it was not moving um it was just going much slower than the other cars because something was wrong with the engine at the end of the first segment they never ended up getting that right Uh, By the time I left where I was watching the race, uh, we were getting ready to start segment three and he just was still, he was about middle of the pack and it looks like he finished a little worse. That's fine. Uh, Next week's the all-star race in Charlotte. And then, which, you know, I don't even know if he's in, but after that uh, is where it gets back to it and you just have to figure it out.
0: They had the all-star race and then the 600 at at Charlotte. So two, two weeks in Charlotte, uh, that's home for a lot of these guys. Quinn Huff, I believe, is going to be down there. He raced last weekend at Kansas, 34th after starting 25th. He had a good car there, just unable to really make it count in the race. Um, But uh, we'll see what all those guys are able to do down in Charlotte the next two weeks. Now let's talk about the other racing, where you hop on an animal and start racing. Horse racing at the Preakness. Start singing something about Maryland here.
1: Yeah, Maryland, my Maryland. Uh, It's a great state song. It's a great uh, race, uh, NBC is going to be really, really upset that yeah. this the ratings is are going to be terrible, not going to be a big ratings booster for them because
0: word is out that they're not having a triple crown possibility. It, it, it's been two weeks, everybody's known you're those casual viewers that only show up when you have a triple crown possibility. They've heard they know he's not racing, so they're, they're going to miss a lot of people and they're going to get the people that love horse racing and they're going to get the people that like me that are just going to watch the race for those 10 minutes, and that's it, but that's their number. That's where they're at.
1: Yeah, and uh, so because the horse that won and because the horse that thought won uh, are both not in it, uh, Maximum Security and Country House, That's it's hard to get those people. Now, like you, I'm going to watch. I love watching Triple Crown yeah. races.
0: I'll watch 10 minutes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think... Uh, right now the in favor- the favorites are improbable war of will are pr- the pretty big favorites always mining that's got to be I'm take always improb- mining always mining and win 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 uh they're both 8 to 1 improbable's 2 to 1 war of will's 3 to 1 i actually think war of will could win this because he was making quite the charge there on okay. uh maximum security before maximum security cut him off and then ended up being dq'd but speaking of and ladies
0: and gentlemen, by now, you know, the- I
1: apologize to the listeners. That was a pop up there while I was looking at the odds that popped up. <laughs> but um, I, I think you're going to see war of will win this race. And I know you're getting ready to talk about it, but it's interesting to see the jockey for maximum security got suspended.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lloris Suarez. Is that did he bite somebody? Is that what the problem is? Is is that why he's getting suspended? No, he was the jockey for maximum security. This is a reference to that soccer player with a very similar name.
1: Yeah, he also plays for Barcelona. Yeah, he's a jerk.
0: Yeah, but anyway, uh, the jockey that was on the horse that got disqualified, he's now suspended for 15 days. That means he's not able to race in this one. And uh, that's what we were talking about last week. These jockeys don't always ride the same horse. They ride different times, different horses. Now, usually the Triple Crown winning horse or possibility kind of goes consistent through the – Through the season here, but uh, Suarez not able to get on any horse this week as he is suspended for not controlling the horse. So uh, failure to control a vehicle, reckless driving of a horse. I don't, you know, I'm not sure what we got here, but he's out 15 days. Kind of interesting. I've never really heard of a jockey getting suspended before. I'm sure it happened. I just, when I show up for my 10 minutes, they haven't talked about it. There you go. There you go. All right, let's get out of here. Let's get into the next segment. Well, we are going to, you know, shed some light on a neglected subject uh, from the Yak Sports Podcast.
1: Okay, Leland, the one district that maybe does not feel nearly as much love as they should from us is the Valley District. So let's talk about the Valley District Spring Sports as they get ready to go into tournament play with a lot of their sports. Let's start with baseball, America's pastime. This is going to be a theme in the diamond sports. Turner Ashby, the favorite, uh, they have uh, really been great here at the end of the season uh, to kind of, the, it's been them and Broadway back and forth. They clipped Broadway at the end of the season in the standings to be the top seed. As far as Augusta County is concerned, you're looking at Fort Defiance coming in as the three seed, and Waynesboro going to be that six seed.
0: And Fort, really an underrated team, and it's a, it's a team really built that can beat any of these teams. They can they can take a shot at any one of these teams, and you got to have to watch for them in the playoffs here. They'll have an opener against Waynesboro, uh, so one of our local teams will be knocked out right there, and uh, it's likely going to be Waynesboro, who, hey, they had a big win at the end of the season knocking off Broadway, but uh, they had 15 losses before that, so Assuming Fort Defiance looking like the better team, able to advance, it'll be interesting to see what they do against Broadway, a team that did just fall to to uh, Waynesboro recently, to see if Fort Defiance can knock that and get into that district championship game. Uh, so Fort Defiance, a team to watch. You know, they're, they're sitting in that three spot, but they easily could wind up uh, in, in a championship game there. And then then it's one game. You don't know what will happen.
1: Yeah, and if you get into that district championship game, then you punch your ticket uh, possibly to the –
0: Regions, uh, yep. region, and then Region 3C.
1: Yeah, and you're just trying to boost your seed as much as you can, so I think that's going to be important for Fort Defiance. And uh, best of luck to the Indians, and of course, you know, best of luck to the Little Giants of Waynesboro as well. They're both considered uh, our teams here on the Yak Sports yep. podcast, so whoever wins the first-round game, we're pulling for them to win the whole thing. But, uh, you know... <laughs> it's
0: going to be tough against EA.
1: Yeah. Moving on to softball, which, again, as I said, is a theme... For the diamond sports. TA, again, favored to take home softball. But here they are going to have quite an interesting opponent in Fort Defiance who comes in as the second place team. Um, you would expect Turner Ashby to win just because they're really, really good. Um, they've been a class above everybody else in this district in terms of softball. But Fort Defiance, the next best team. Hopefully, the Indians can give them a run. And again, Waynesboro will come in as the sixth.
0: And Fort, you know, if they're able to make it to that championship game, if it's T.A., you know, they only lost one nothing to T.A. back in April. Uh, that was their only loss in the last nine games. So you really have to look at what Fort can do in that game in that one-game scenario, like we said for baseball, get in that one game, try to make it happen. But Fort Defiance, you know, a favorite to move on to the region. Uh, but they're going to have to win before that happens. So uh, good luck to the uh, Lady Indians there, and hopefully they can advance.
1: Moving on to soccer, back to the pitch, America's most popular sport in the future. Uh, Spotswood right now, the top (laughs) seed in that district with Harrisonburg uh, not playing in the Valley District tournament in soccer. Yeah,
0: that's the way they, you know, where Riverhead's stays in the Shenandoah district tournament up in the Valley. They chose different that Harrisonburg sits it out and they wait for that region championship before they go to that four D uh, region. So uh, interesting what's going to happen there. So everybody gets bumped up there. Waynesboro comes into the two spot. And this is a team that have not been able to consistently win throughout the year. I mean, they're getting more wins than losses, but they just can't put together a streak. A lot of these top teams we talk about have 10 game winning streaks or something like one, eight of nine. Waynesboro really can't put three wins together so will they be able to do that in this tournament where they would need to put in a couple wins together if they do they're gonna have to beat a really good Spotswood team to do it because Spotswood no doubt is probably going to be in that championship game they are a very solid team their matchups against Harrisonburg all year have been really matches to watch and uh, I I know both times they played the paper up there uh, Cody and the game up there were really uh, talking about them so Spotswood's going to be a tough team for anybody to take on, but Waynesboro really strong in boys soccer uh, as well as the girls.
1: Yeah, Fort Defiance, they'll come in as the six, and they're going to, as you said, they're going to yeah. need some help. It's tough, tough. Girls soccer, you mentioned Waynesboro really good here. They're the youngest team in the district, and somehow they have managed to work that youth and build up the experience and really show how much talent this team really has. They're right behind Broadway, uh, and then, you know, they beat Broadway. Uh, not too long ago on April 26th, 1-0. They're going to look to do it again, possibly in the district tournament and see if they can win a district tournament title.
0: Yeah, and that's good. A lot of these Waynesboro spring sports not seeing a lot of success. It's good to see them here in the soccer and the boys and girls being in those two seats. The girls probably have the most hope of uh, of advancing, at maybe winning the district. I would say that's our best local team to have a chance at winning a district here. Uh, so really rooting for the little giant ladies out there to uh, overcome and make that happen. They just beat Broadway a couple of weeks ago. Did Waynesboro, so I uh, really hoping for the little giant uh, ladies there. Um, so, but looking at all these teams, you know, we we've talked a lot about Shenandoah District teams throughout the podcast over these last you know six weeks. We talk about state title contending teams in that in those district in the Shenandoah District. I, I'm not seeing a state title contender out of our local teams in the Valley District, out of our Augusta County teams.
1: So, and here's the problem, right? Uh, In this kind of, I don't want to frame this. With the way the classifications are and the teams in our area. We have the smaller 3 and 4A schools in this area. I don't, actually, I don't think we have any 4As. We have the smaller 3. Well,
0: Harrisonburg is up there, but that's not. Harrisonburg's a
1: 4. They might even be a 5 now. now. Yeah, they're a 5 now. yeah. Yeah. They're going to be a four when that new school gets built eventually. But um, East Rock was a four, I believe. Uh, and then, or no, there are two. I'm no, sorry. They're, they're yeah, two. I,
0: They'll go to three here before so yeah, blank. After for the next cycle, they will probably be 3A. Yeah,
1: I blanked for a second. Um, But with Fort and Waynesboro being on the smaller three end, and the three end just covering more areas of the state, the one and two A's... You pretty much know where most of those you schools are. Get these regions are. of teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, three and four goes all up and over the state. Um, you have teams in the southwestern part of the state. You have teams in the tidewater. You have teams in northern Virginia. You have teams in the valley, everywhere. Um, one and two A for the most part is southwestern. You do have some smaller tidewater schools as well. Yeah, not really any northern Virginia schools, and uh, unless you count Clark County, which northern Virginia will tell you it's not. Um, but that's in that, that little Manassas park area, maybe, but um so I think Waynesboro and Fort Defiance when it comes to these statewide tournaments are facing teams that are able to draw from a bigger talent pool as well, so Riverheads, in terms of like football, baseball, you know, these kind of things we're seeing basketball even um they've got the athletes to dominate that classification. And if you're good at one of these sports because you just have pure athletes, then that helps you in the other sports because it's just, you're drawing from a smaller school population. And one thing Riverheads, as you mentioned earlier, wants to encourage is multiple sport athletes. They're really good at doing that. And that helps them when they go from football to basketball, to baseball, to softball, to soccer, to girls basketball, you know, whatever we're talking about here.
0: Yeah, when you get Forrest Shuey on the baseball team who's looking to get his fifth ring, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a great, great thing for down there at Riverheads. Um, but, yeah, it's tough. It's tough at the three level. These schools, right as soon as they get to the region, they're playing all those Roanoke area schools. There's a lot of talent down there, and a lot of state champions come out of that area. Um, so it, it's just tough as soon as they get to the region.
1: Yeah, when you get to three and four, A, you're talking about, as you said, Roanoke, you're talking about Charlottesville, you're yep. talking about Richmond. I mean, these these are big population centers with lots of talent in these areas, uh, and you know it's it's harder.
0: It's harder. So good luck to all our Valley District teams. We're sorry for neglecting you most of the season. We've brought you up here and there, but uh, tried to spend a little time talking about it. Let's your, go, a little Giants! Your, giant your season's about two team. weeks two weeks more. I mean, you're, yeah. it's just gonna be hard to get past that.
1: Let's go, a little Giants! Uh, soccer, uh, if you're. You know, Waynesboro, as you mentioned, they're struggling a lot of spring sports, soccer, not one of them. And if you're going to be good at a spring sport, it might as well be the one of the future.
0: (laughs) You're all about it tonight. All right, let's get to the D block.
1: Okay, Leland, it's time to start to wrap things up here. Um, I will go ahead and kick this off and then I'll kick it over to you for your two uh, what's dominating my life is Mother's Day. Um, it's been Mother's Day was last Sunday. We didn't mention it last week. Um, but you know, it's nice it's to sneaking up on us. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice <laughs> to, uh, it is, it always does. Um, it's nice to, you know, recognize your moms. Um, there are very important people in your life. Uh, and I know for my brother and I, my mom <laughs> has been there every time we've needed her. um, this weekend. You know, that that included. moment she
0: birthed you, kind of relevant.
1: Yeah. yeah kind of relevant. But this weekend <laughs> included. Um, you know, I had to get a new phone. She let me stay on the family plan. She didn't kick me off the family plan, which is nice. Um, so <laughs> very appreciative of that. And hey, when uh, you're out
0: meeting girls, make sure you don't uh you don't drop that. Yeah. Hey, I'm still on the family plan, baby.
1: I'm on the family plan. You want you want in on this family plan?
0: Text me anytime.
1: You want in on this family plan? <laughs> um but uh yeah. But um, you broke my train of thought. There, okay, I have it.
0: <laughs> you love your mother. That's where
1: I do. And um, a funny story I do want to tell. Um, and I put it on my Facebook for those that are friends with me. Um, a funny story about my mom is you know we like to give her a hard time, and we are a family that likes to joke with each other. Um, my brother and I. This was a few years ago. Now we're going on a trip to see her, her side of the family down. Uh, in the southwestern part of the state near Pulaski County. And we were stopping at the Dunkin' Donuts in Stevens City. And we were getting our donuts and she was like, grab napkins. Well, we grabbed napkins. And I don't know what what prompted this, but when we showed her the napkins, we grabbed, they were napkins. She goes, not those napkins. And grabs another kind of napkin that was at the Dunkin' Donuts. And we were like, oh, these napkins are not worthy. So we give her a hard time about that. And that's a funny story I want to tell about my mom. But in all seriousness, yeah, I do love my mom. And uh, she is a a great mother, a great teacher that is now retired, Um, still substitute teaching. Um, But uh, she's done a lot for Frederick County and uh, the the Deck family.
0: Uh, I guess the dedication to my mom uh, during this segment uh, she teaches ballet so she actually puts on a performance these last couple of years it's always been on Mother's Day weekend so I'm a my Mother's Day present is pretty much helping that along all week last week and through the weekend uh, and everything went very well last week and it was, it's actually nice that on Mother's Day we're doing a performance so a lot of kids uh, get to perform for their mom on Mother's Day and so that's really nice seeing the Facebook post from a lot of her dancers on there uh, and it's it's fun to be a part of it and uh, it's you know the the family business kind of thing. So, uh, and we're all involved. My sister's there. She's one of the teachers. Uh, she was actually in the spring performances here. Uh, it was very good Cinderella. It was hilarious. And, uh, but yeah, it, that's, that's kind of our new mother's day tradition. Um, the mom at home here, uh, my wife, uh, mother of my three kids, uh, we had a nice morning and, uh, same thing with my mom. Uh, we kind of, Dive into her art for Mother's Day. Uh, the the dancing uh, for Mother's Day in our house. We do a painting. Uh, the the girls and and the new boy. Uh, they made a little elephants. Uh, and I it's bad bad radio. But they made little elephants out of their handprints uh, for a Mother's Day picture. And we have one for every year that we've had children. So it's a nice tradition that we have here. Uh, her day gets cut a little short with uh, my other responsibilities to my mom. But uh, we will probably come back to Mother's Day next weekend here at the house. So uh, that's that's the Mother's Day dedication on my end.
1: That's good. Um, I want to toss it over to you for something. Actually, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and do mine, and then we'll let yours end it because it's a very fitting thing to end, I think. <laughs> okay, so because, what do you know that I need to know? Um, what I know that you need to know is – Despite Liverpool not winning the Premier League this weekend, Leland, and it looked like for about 10 minutes they might. because I'm
0: so confused on what championship they're playing in, in June, but I'll leave that alone.
1: That's the Champions League. It's not that complicated. You just need to be able to understand more one thing. I don't, I don't understand
0: thing. how we're playing different, different championships at the same you time. You just it's need just- to
1: understand how to be able to enjoy more than one thing at a time. It's not that complicated. Um, I
0: enjoy football and basketball and baseball. Mm-hmm. Not the same team playing for different championships at one time. It's crazy. It's not that
1: crazy. But anyway. Um the Premier League was decided, which is the domestic league in England. Uh, it was decided this weekend. It finally came to an end uh Liverpool needed to win, and they needed Manchester City to not win a a draw or a loss from Manchester City, and Liverpool wins the league. Liverpool goes up one nil, then Brighton and Hovalby, and the team playing Manchester City goes up one nil Pandemonium in Anfield. The crowd knows because they all have smartphones. And they start cheering at a point where it didn't make sense to cheer in the game. So that's when my brother and I were like, Oh, I think something good has happened. And it did. And then almost immediately Manchester city equalizes. And when I say almost immediately, I mean a minute later. And I was like, okay, well, as long as they hold on here and it's one, one we're okay. I don't know. It couldn't have been more than nine minutes later, Manchester city scores again to go up 2 one. And then the train went off the tracks. That being said, Leland, I'm still very optimistic because I have June 1st. I have the Champions League. We can win the Champions League. It's a European trophy. Uh, it's very important to Liverpool. They already have the most European championships of teams in England. They look to add to that total and make it number six on June the 1st.
0: Well, we have to make plans to watch it. Against Tottenham, another English team. We've got to find the IHOP with the TV.
1: It. Don't worry, we're not going to IHOP that day. <laughs>
0: All right, so what's dominating my life, and uh, I'm going to draw you into this as well. Um, you, everybody's getting invited to graduation parties. All the kids are graduating in the next you know week or two here in Augusta County. So congratulations to all the graduates. A lot of the athletes that we've talked about this season, they're they're graduating. A lot of good things, a lot of good stuff to talk about. They've also gone to proms. Uh, every time I drive past the restaurants downtown, I see every Saturday, I'm just seeing the kids in these – odd looking boys dressed up in tuxes and then these young ladies in their dresses and it's all very nice. So I want you to tell me the the top Joe deck prom or graduation story.
1: I don't really have one, but okay. Um, I I don't have a story. I, you know, both of those events for me were, I didn't feel like anything special happened. Um, I felt like my graduation was memorable in the sense that, I got to build a lot of good friendships when I was in high school. And so the graduation was a little bit sad in that, you know, knowing I'm not going to see these people every day again. Um, But I've been able to stay in touch with some of them and the most important ones. And um, that's been good. Um, And I won't forget the friendships that I made in high school, I guess, is my point. Um, You know, prom came and went. It wasn't a big deal uh, for me. And um, so I don't have a story there. Uh, other than a group of us went to Buffalo Wild Wings for prom.
0: I like it. That sounds fun. I'm all I'm down.
1: Yeah, that's about that's about it. the only prom story that I have that's you know, <laughs> anything that would be worth
0: showing up to be dubs and a tux. I like it.
1: Yeah, and we managed to not get
0: wing sauce on it, which was an accomplishment. <laughs> I don't know if I can make that happen. I uh for my story, I'm gonna go with the one that I tell probably the most often that my wife hates the most. Is uh, I asked my wife to prom. I mean, we've known each other since kindergarten. I've known her all the way through school. We were good friends, and honestly, when I was asking her in high school was to go to prom with me, it was as friends. We weren't. uh, We were both just single at the time, and I was asking her as friends. And obviously, I I wanted to be more than friends, but I was I was going with what I had. Uh, She said no. Just nah, I'm good. She said no to me to prom. So. Uh, my story is one of, uh, you know, determination for any listeners out there, any young listeners, uh, just keep on asking and they keep getting those no's and, and maybe you'll turn it into a yes sometime. That's, that's the story I'd take. Now, a yes you know, for a
1: restraining word. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. One of the two, it's going to go one of <laughs> two ways. And, uh, so yeah, a marriage and three kids later and, uh, it's, it's worked out. So, and maybe the yes would have caused it to go a different way. So yeah. that's the way you got to look at it. All right, what I know that you need to know, the CAA, the conference that JMU plays in, signed a multi-year, um, a measurable dollar amount of agreement with Flow Sports. I assume that's flowsports.com. I'm it not is even an online sure, streaming
1: company, yes.
0: Because I've never heard of it before. And a lot of these games that we've been watching JMU and other CAA teams play football and basketball, a lot of those games are going to internet only, subscription only, $12.50 a month for the subscription. And I got to tell you, for a guy that watches a lot of Matty Zone and a guy that watches a lot of um, Comcast Sports Mid-Atlantic that has, that has had a lot of JMU games – I'm not seeing myself paying the $12.50 a month, and I think this is a really bad move by the conference. They should have done whatever they could to lock in with ESPN and just get on ESPN, uh, not even ESPN Plus, just ESPN um, 3, and so their games are readily available on the most easy thing to get to instead of this flowsports.com that no one's heard of, or just keep going with what you're going. Use the Mid-Atlantic Sports Package. Use the Masson and that stuff. Get your name out there as much as you can. Don't lock it away behind a paywall.
1: I agree. And you know what? A lot of JMU Nation agrees. And here's why I kind of enjoy this uh, in a sick, twisted way, I guess. You never, ever see anything negative commented on a JMU post, ever. These people can't bring it in themselves to not put on the purple and gold gloves tinted glasses and see everything in a beautiful prism this has not been the case and i think that's because apparently dc united has a deal with flow sports or something where all their games are supposed to be on there and it's not gone well and so people have watched that and they are commenting on this saying well that's sucked for soccer i really hope they get it together by football which spoiler alert they're probably not yeah. um this is a caa deal folks guess what you decide to play jv football you're going to get jv football treatment if you want to go varsity, go varsity. I agree with you, though. If you're the CAA, what are you doing? You need more yeah. eyeballs on your product. Why yes. do you want to put it behind a paywall? Yeah. I didn't understand it. Uh, apparent, uh, maybe Masson doesn't want the CAA and got some other deal. Maybe they got another conference. Maybe NBC Sports Network did. Maybe the CAA just felt like this is more money for them, and they don't care about the exposure. But what are you going to sell? when this doesn't do well because i've now seen a lot of people saying they're not buying this they just yep. won't watch games anymore um which i guess maybe if you're jmu and that it, helps your attendance maybe and, but
0: and for honestly the flow sports doesn't bother me if you're talking about the once you get outside of football and basketball guys and girls basketball I don't mind having an internet thing that you can get these games on. But JMU already has Maddie Zone that's awesome, that works really well, and they do a good job at production on that. And this is going to ruin Maddie Zone. Like, you're not going to have access to most of the games this way. And so I hate it. I absolutely hate this. I, I'm going to watch less JMU sports because of it.
1: I think it's a terrible deal for the conference. I think it's a terrible deal for JMU. Um, but you know what? This is the this is the bed you made, so now you got to lie on it. Uh, and congratulations! Uh, the FCS doesn't matter, and this is case in point.
0: Of, of all your topics, that uh, you know, this is the worst thing in the world, and this is terrible. And it, your view on JMU at the mid-major level, and 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 all that is so on. It's perfect. I mean, it is exactly the truth. It it just you're always
1: going to be mid-major, JMU, but you can be a better mid-major than this.
0: You can be a better mid-major, but. I, I, for anybody that just wants to say in the CAA, this is the reason you don't, and you've nailed it throughout the time I've known you, and I'm, I'm not saying I've ever really disagreed with you, but your view on it is perfect because it's accurate. All right. Now that I've given respect to thank Joe, you. Yeah, I, thank you. Well, I'll put that back in the closet for a couple, couple months. We won't have to listen to that kind of thing again, and uh, we're going to remind you guys to follow us on Twitter, so you can be right there. In three years, when we break news again, and uh, between now and then, where we point you in the direction of the people that are breaking news all, every week, uh, you know, News Leader, DNR, uh, Cody Elliott, who uh, I think I didn't credit him well enough. Our our second segment, talking about the Valley District, was cody's writing all the way using things that cody supplied us all season long and especially in an article just now uh cody elliot big help for the exports uh podcast but also uh news leader breaking stories all times news virginian breaking stories hubert grim there um you know those guys break stories all the time we aren't we aren't real news we're not fake news but we're not real news but uh Somewhere we do try to point you in the attention of what you guys will care about
1: yeah we're opinion news
0: or opinion news that comes to you once a week. So, anyway, follow us on Twitter so you can stay up to with whatever's happening. And as soon as a new head coach gets named at Riverheads, you know we'll be tweeting about it. So, make sure you're following us. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any of his episodes. And if we have another surprise episode, we had one last time there was a coaching decision made at Riverheads. We'll see what happens uh, this time Uh you want to be here for it so subscribe so you don't miss it so it's in your playlist ready to go interact with us on twitter on facebook any which way you can email us at yaksportspod uh, pod at and make sure you're listening to us every week so you can stay up on what liverpool is doing an ocean away from us that's we'll, right we'll be back with you all next week talking more high school sports as the regions get going we look forward to that talk to you later